Welcome back, Beards Watch Podcast, episode 310, Charlotte's number one podcast recording in the basement, back to four wide, back to new guests joining in, but first before we get to that, let's get to the other fellas, Duvall brought down the house with a comment before we started recording, so we're going to run it back, so Duvall has now beaten me into the Zoom room the past two weeks, you know, the first week I was dealing with kid stuff, today I was trying to deal with with adding some more stuff to our intro, because I know I've told you to do all this, Spotify is starting to like lock down. So it's making me pull a lot of old episodes because the copyrights, fair enough, because we used to open the pod with different you know, songs from different artists and all that kind of stuff. So to prevent that, I've just been doing a beer crack as our open. And so I'm trying to add some more like a football tackle, a basketball net swish, some more you know, just random sounds that no one can really charge for or kind of cling you on. So I was trying to get a... a a, fo- a basketball swish, but I just couldn't. I didn't. I ran out of time, so that's why I was late this week. But Duval, explain to the people why you have been here early the past two weeks now. Now, listen, I can't confirm nor deny whether or not I will be on time after this month. But I listen. I am trying to change the narrative, man. It's Black History Month, so I'm trying to be on time. I, I, and 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 everybody knows that I am not the most on-time person. Anytime Jacob has something, I'm probably at the minimum an hour late. Even on game days when I'm coming to watch the game, I'm at, I'm missing the kickoff and maybe the first drive or two, depending on how it's going. But, um, but hey, man, listen, I'm glad to be back. Uh, uh, thanks for having me again, man. If you're looking for me, just Duval on Instagram, Rod versus Duval on Twitter. All right, so you brought it up. Our last football content until the draft Super Bowl is this Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm. What time, uh, what's the over-under of Duvall showing up? Uh, you know, we tried to do a Birio Carter 2 before for content. Uh, he hasn't made one of those, but he usually will make one or two after the game. Duvall, what is your prediction on yourself for Sunday? Okay, so I'm not a betting man. But if I would, I'm going to bet the under of me being on time. And I think... I'm going to surprise you, man. I'm going to make sure that I have the pizza there yep. like I always do. And I think I'm going to be there at a time that's very reasonable to where you're like, holy moly, ball. Like you really you changed the game. Like I think 630, I, I, I'm saying before 615. Wow. I was wow. okay. I was gonna say six because you know with the Super Bowl you've got okay. all the all the all the theatrics before with the national anthem and all that kind of stuff. They're gonna show everything because it's the last game of the season. So over under I'll, I'm gonna give you six. Okay. Over under Duval. I, I, I mean, if you get there earlier, that's great. We can get some burial content in whatsoever. We got some stuff we can knock out, but we'll see how it goes because it cuts starts cutting to the wire of getting everything set up. But all right, that works, that works. Yeah. Okay. Jeeves, I apologize. I, I got Jeeves excited before the podcast, so I found an he old, did, did. retro, pristine condition Jeff Gordon house flag at the Goodwill today, and I, I'm going to hold on to it for a little bit. I told and Jeeves thought I was because about I, I found a whole bunch of stuff Jeff Gordon. I found some Christmas ornaments I gave him. What else yeah. did I get you, Jeeves? Jeff Gordon that I found. Uh, gave me the hood. Gave me that hood. Jeff Gordon. That's hood. right. That's right. Yeah. And he sent me pictures of. Um, he said he has. He has sent me a lot of pictures of stuff that he finds, like Jeff Gordon, Tar Heels, um, anything like Raiders or Niners he knows to send me pictures of. And like he said, I did get excited because I told him, I was like, all right, I'll pick it up on Sunday. He's like, no, 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 I'm keeping this one for his stash. I'm like, damn, man, he got me excited because every time every time he sends me a picture, he nor- it's normally for me, but... Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I apologize for the confusion. But it's all good. <laughs> I told Jeeves if I ever get rid of it, maybe maybe when Jeeves buys his first house, I will gift him this. And I'll, just, I'll get him a flagpole with it, and I'll hang it up and, and screw in the flagpole to the side of his house, and then we'll have his Jeff Gordon flag. It's pretty. It's, it's wild because it says, you know, uh, copyrighted 2003, so it's a 20-year-old flag. Somebody Damn. definitely had it inside of their man cave or garage because you can see the thumbtacks where they are hanging it up. So it's a cool little one. But yeah, uh, Jeeves, I apologize for that. I'm sure at some point you will take ownership of this thing. I'm just going to try to find a spot for it around here for a little bit, and, and then I'll pass it go. on to you. 
I'll, I'll be I'll be in, I'll be waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeeves. Where, where can the people find you if you want to uh, be found? People can find me at Jeeves nineteen eighty eight on Instagram and Twitter. All right, and for me, J Roll Nation Twitter and Instagram, the Beards Watch podcast on Facebook, and the Beards Watch on Twitter and Instagram, and of course. You can find our podcast all across everything, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, any other place there. And then They See Me Rolling is our YouTube, which again, as I mentioned earlier, we will do our reaction video watch party for the Super Bowl. We did all, we've done all the Panthers games the past two or three years. We've got uh, brewer reviews. We've got Birio cards. We've done, blitz. hopefully we can do the Blitz tournament again this summer. You know, when, when, when there's no football on, we can get people over here in the basement and do a little good stuff like that, but... All kinds of different stuff you can catch on our our people who've eaten the pocky chips. Chips Cheeks has done a ton ton of eating hot stuff challenges and all that good stuff. So go check our YouTube out. Subscribe to that. All right, get to our guest. It's an old fraternity brother of mine. Hadn't talked to him in a while. Looking forward to catching up. So Matt Simon, man, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see y'all again. I know it's been a while. So, yeah. so so tell everybody like what you've been up to. I feel like I probably hadn't seen you in maybe 10, 12, 15 years. So- it sounds about right, man. So uh, I left uh, after I left UNCG. I went down to Wilmington, went to the beach, uh, tried to finish up school. Then I thought, you know what? I'm too smart for this, so I left. <laughs> went out to California. Um, didn't have a job. Didn't know anybody. Just decided, you know, what? I'm gonna wing it. So people told me they're like, you know, you're never gonna make it there. So I said, okay, fuck you. Watch this. <laughs> um, so I kind of. You know, for the first uh, few days, I was kind of like, you know, well, what am I going to do? But um, I ended up making uh, cannabis extracts, and turns mm-hmm. out I'm really, 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 really good at it. Nice. So I started going into uh, cups. I started having companies calling me up with interest. So I just started selling the dispensaries. Uh, I was making about seven to eleven grand a week if I really pushed. Nice. Uh, started saving up a whole bunch of money, living you know the good life, and uh, then they recreationalized it. Um, I tried to get a license, put down eighty grand of my own money, um, and basically they never gave me a license. They said you had to wait a year, and I couldn't do anything within that year. There's only nine other businesses that w- would get that license, and seven of them bought their way in. Wow. So I uh, I lost pretty much everything, but, you know, I'm waiting for North Carolina to, you know, wisen up, and you'll see me back here. Okay, and, okay. And uh, I'll be back in business soon. All right, so let's get through that thought process. So what was the final drop of the hat where you were like, all right, I got to go out here and do – because that's – I mean, we've heard people do it. You go – sometimes people fail, you succeeded, then you had a little bump in the road, you're trying to get back up on your feet, but what was that initial, like, all right, fuck it, I'm going out there no matter what. I mean, were you homeless? Did you have a place to crash? What was that like? (laughs) No, I had a place to crash, and uh, I was doing well in school and stuff like that. Um, It really just came down to, um, I thought that they plagiarized something from me, UNCW. Yeah. Um, and I went to talk to somebody about it and they basically told me that I wasn't that good, that they wouldn't plagiarize that from me. And, um, I had the exact same words in my essay, the same paragraph. I tried to show it, show it to them. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know what, after hearing that and just being, you know, denied and told I'm not good enough, I thought, you know, I'm going to go out to California and do some writing. Like, you know, I'm going to do some script writing. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't realize, but. That's fucking hard to break into. <laughs> up there. And, so it's, yeah. you know, I got a few odd jobs here and there, but then, you know, I had this other process, you know, you know me from the old days, um, you know, I did like smoke and, uh, <laughs> and you know, I just, it turned into something that turned into a legitimate business. But, you know, the breaking point was basically I was getting told I'm not doing anything. I'm not good enough, you know. I'm not going to make it here in North Carolina. Yeah. And so I said, you know what? Then I'll try the West Coast and see if they if they want me. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah somewhat they did. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so what exactly, what products were you making? And how did that, you said you tried to bust in with your screenwriting, you were doing odd jobs. But mm-hmm. when was when was that light bulb moment? You're like, you know what, I'm going to get into this 
you know, the marijuana slash cannabis slash whatever it was you said you were doing, making stuff to, to go, okay, this is it. So that moment came, um, I was writing actually an article about most of the people that would hit me up would be, you know, people advertising their new uh, marijuana product, like bongs, yeah. you know, volcanoes, whatever. And I was writing an article and I thought about this process that I kind of started back in Wilmington for a little bit. And I thought, you know what, I think I could kind of perfect this. And I talked to some people. And got some ideas, and man, I got this like janky $500 setup, like, and just put everything together. But what I made, um, I went out to the Orange County Cannabis Cup. Um, this is within like the first three months of me being there, and people were, I got it tested, and lab tested, and stuff, and people were absolutely amazed at the THC content. Um, I was up past 83%, and then they were amazed at the terpene levels, like terpene stuff, like fruits have it in it, um, you know, it's the flavor, so, you know, lemon flavor, orange flavor, blueberry flavor, and each one has a different terpene that associates with it, and my levels were absolutely off the charts, and so everybody wanted to know, you know, what's your secret? And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you. That's my business. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, and it, it, I just started selling independently, man. And, uh, I met a lady who really helped me out. She was the one that really hooked me up with some, uh, and she was, (laughs) I'll tell you this real quick, man. I I was like, you know, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to get this kind of started. I used to go to this dispensary off and on. I've been there about three times. I met this, the manager, and she turned around, and she goes, oh, I heard you make extracts. And I said, yeah. She goes, I'll get you a pound for 500 bucks. And I said, okay. <laughs> and uh, she goes, you know, it's not going to be the greatest, though. So I said, you know, I was expecting, like, you know, shake, like, you know, the leaves, <laughs> fucking brown stuff. Yeah. I get it. And it's, it's nugs, like, this big, and it's all shot. Like, sure, I mean, it's the best thing I've ever seen. And man, I turned around, I was like, okay, this, yeah. And I, I pressed all that, made it into wax, uh, turned around, sold that for $6,500. And my investment into that was the 500 plus, you know, maybe another 400 for material. Yeah. And that's when the light bulb kind of went, ding, you got something here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Now, I know Duvall's got something cooking over there, so I'm going to let him get well, a question well, in. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask, like, so, like, in terms of, I, and I know you're kind of just sitting and waiting, and, I mean, Virginia's kind of made it legalized here, a couple of other places on the East Coast, but, like, how is the competition of trying to get it going? Well, I, I, obviously, in California, it's, it's legal now, but, like, how was the competition prior to it getting legal, and then when it was legal, and then, like, I guess, what lessons have you learned from that so that when it comes legal in North Carolina or any other area in the southeast, that you're like, yeah, I'm prepared for this, and I'm going to be able to maneuver to where I'm not going to get hit with this bullshit? Yeah, that's a good question. So the competition before recreation was brutal. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody can sell the dispensaries, anybody off the streets, they can make their own products. And um, really what succeeded was I was just going to these meetings, these secret smoke sessions and meeting people and just giving out samples of my product. And unknowingly, I started building a network of people from dispensary owners to people who now own million dollar cannabis companies and you know, that's what really kind of put me above the competition was a product that, you know, everybody was wanting to know, how are you doing this? You don't have a lab and you don't, you know, still being sanitary about making it at my house, you know, handcrafted. (laughs) But, you know, it it was crazy at first. And somebody told me, you know, it was a doggy dog world. I looked at him. I said, okay, then I'm going to become a wolf, motherfucker. And, uh, I turned around and, uh, yeah, I started putting out and started just next thing I know is I put out Instagram and my Instagram count rose real quick. 
So the competition after it became recreationalized, basically there was none. If you got your license, you were competing with the other people who got your license. And I met up with some investors and we all threw in a whole bunch. You know, I put in my 80 grand, he put in 80 grand, another one put in 60 grand. So we're paying all of this to get a license. And basically that's the lesson I learned is when you have two separate government entities, don't pay one without figuring out what the other one's doing at the moment too. Mm. Because, you know, when I tried to, when the cannabis board called me and said, you know, hey, look, we're only giving out nine licenses. You're not one of them. Um, and thousands of other people got that call, man. And it just cut my feet out from under me. I remember that moment. And uh, that was that was hard. And that was basically them saying, too, oh, by the way, if you try to make it and sell it anywhere and we recognize it, we're going to come raid you. You're going to face thousands, millions of dollars in fines. You can even look at some of the back then, this was around 2018. A lot of people got raided around then, and they were considered legit businesses. And so I've learned now how to deal with legislation. Um, I've got some people I've talked to already at, in the North Carolina government. Um, I've talked to a few other people who are very influential in the, uh, I'm in Wilmington, in the Wilmington area. And it's going to be a step-by-step process. It's, it's not going to be easy because, you know, this is going to be something where um, I'm going to have to really, really take some steps and figure out what to do. But then again, it is the South, so this is my home, Ben. So <laughs> out there... I was fighting on California's turf, and I was still doing a good job, but I wasn't a native Californian. So here in the South, if they try to come out here, I've told them, and, you know, friendly and, and otherwise, I've told them, this is my fucking turf, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the South now. We'll see how it plays out. So but, where where did all this, where'd the money go to, and why did, you know, why weren't you able to get it back? Like, kind of describe that process on what you were like you said you got investors but mm-hmm. wh- who who got to keep that so who got to keep all that money was the uh city a chamber of commerce in orange county specifically the newport uh newport beach coast mesa area so i went there i paid them all the money for the licenses um so they gave me basically a harsh part of orange county um and then I also went to L.A., Chamber of Commerce, paid them for some of that. So they have all this money. And basically they ended up keeping it all. And they told me, you know, well, we're ready to go on our end. You know, you paid your fines. You know, you paid. Perfect. Oh, by the way, this is kind of like a side note. you got to pay all this in cash, too. Wow. So I've never felt more like a drug dealer than carrying around almost <laughs> – a quarter of a million dollars in fucking <laughs> cash with me and yeah. putting it up on a counter to this little old lady who's got a cash machine and is running the bills through and she's telling me, you know, <laughs> that was about the funniest thing I'd ever seen. But um, when I went back, yeah, she was the one that told me. She goes, oh, sweetheart, she goes, in my 25 years of working here, I've never seen them give back a dollar or a dime. Damn. And sure enough, I talked to those people, and that's that was their answer was, you know, hey, sorry, you know, you're good on our end. Like, if you can wait a year, but none of them realize, what am I going to do for a year? Mm. If I can't, you know, I can get so a job, even, but so it's going to be hard. So you make it at your house within that year? Or could you make it and not sell it within that year? So I could, I cannot do either. So really? if they found out I was making it, they would come and they would seize what I had. And then I definitely couldn't sell it. So for that year, I had to completely get out of the business. I had to basically tell my investors, uh, okay, so we're going to have to wait for a year, guys. Yeah. Um, which a lot of them are going to be like, uh, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> and... I'm going to have to go find a job that pays, you know, 
rent-wise, you know, I kind of downgraded at the time, uh, but still like $2,300 a month plus, you know, car payments, all this stuff. In California, it's doable, but it kind of gets a little close. So um, it just ended up, uh, I realized, I was like, I've got to go back home. I've got to, you know, just basically rebuild. And I know the benefits. I know what North Carolina can do. I know the agricultural benefits of what's here. I know, you know, the location is absolutely perfect. This state is absolutely ready to legalize cannabis and make billions of dollars. Maybe (laughs) even, you know, I'm pretty sure we could beat California. Actually, I'm not even pretty sure. I know we could outperform California. But, you know, it's just the fact that, you know, when you when you face all these, uh, you know, it's hard to face the government because they're the ones that make the rules. Yeah. And they're the ones that say, hey, you know, but I will say the thing that really blinded me was we, we put together a business plan. And on that business plan, my profits after taxes and everything like that would have been about one point three million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. So. That kind of blinded me a little bit to some of the stuff. I just yeah. wanted to get it, get now, it done. Now, yeah. let, let, me ask, let me ask you this. In terms of, like I said, putting down 80 grand is no feat. Like, I mean, that's big time. Do you feel like, even though you put down that much, if you'd have put down more, some of this shit wouldn't have happened? So, like, if there was a way that you could have, like, and I, you, you may have kind of spoke to it, but, like, okay, so if you'd have gave one city 80 and another city another 80 or 90 or whatever the case is would this have not happened well it wouldn't have happened but you're you're on the right track so this wouldn't have happened um one of my investors went out to dinner with um one of the guys from the board and he called me up the next day and he said man it was a weird dinner i felt like he was asking me for a bribe and i said oh okay you know but the way he's like, no, nah, no, nah, that couldn't have been possible. And I often joke, I'm like, man, if I would have had some of my buddies from, you know, North Carolina with me, they would have told me, hey, he's looking for a bribe, and this is how much he needs. Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like, okay. Okay. And so if I would have paid them, yeah, I would have been the, uh, I would have probably been the 10th person uh, to get their license. And uh, mm. that's where I messed up. And, well... I didn't meet with him, so that was kind of my mistake. And you know, California people are good people. I love it. I love them to death. But sometimes they can uh, things will go right over their heads that you know, my boys from the south, that's not going to happen to you know. <laughs> they're going to tell me what's up. So yeah, you're right. Uh, if I would have paid them the cannabis board some money, I probably would have gotten in. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So always about greasing some elbows, right? You got to grease the right, right elbows. Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Government's greasy. I didn't always. realize that. Oh so. yeah, government always. Now, the, they're the biggest. I mean, you just talked about. You, yeah, you just talked about them taking eighty grand from you. The government always gonna get yeah. something, man. They always taking something. So. Would you, you have? Yeah. Could you have sold through like a cannabis dealer, like a just like a like a shop your stuff? Yeah. So I did try that. I did try to get a, um, I had a lot of friends. Um, and then right around that time, all of them started telling me, no, sorry, we're not, we can't hire you at the moment. You know, no, sorry, we don't have any positions open. And Mm. I think it was because they realized that I would eventually break off from them and create my own, you know, all of them knew knew me and so I think they were a little bit like yeah this kid's gonna stay here for like maybe a year help us out and then he's off so uh, it could have been that or I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe you know around that time they were having money issues because of everything going on but yeah in hindsight I could have actually gone and sold through one of the one of the companies that made uh got their license and I did I did try but <laughs> I got so, you. Uh, 
So then what was that time frame? You know, obviously you're crushed because you're like, damn, I thought I had this whole game plan set up when you were like, all right, now I got to make the move back back home because like you just said, once the reality sets in, like, shit, I don't necessarily want to go back to working three jobs and pay this rent and pay this car bill. What was, you know, what was that time frame and when did you finally get back to the East Coast? So that was 2018. Okay. Um, so I got back to the East Coast around 2018. Um, you know, and I kind of, I was in a little bit of a PTSD moment. Like it, it was, it was big for me. Um, I started, I was in Blacksburg for a while. Uh, I was stocked shelves at Kroger. Um, and I literally kind of thought, I was like, man, this is, this is it. Like, this is what my life has come to. And then part of me was like, you know, absolutely not. This is not where we're stopping. So I was like, I'm going to go finish school. I'm going back to Wilmington. Um, so I, I came back here about two years ago. Um, unfortunately I'm about like 12 hours short of getting my bachelor's due to some other BS, um, running out of student loans, but I've let nothing stop me, man. I've just kept going. And, uh, now I'm a financial, uh, representative. Um, and you know, I give out life, health, uh, investments and some of, you know, I, I had one policy at my dad. And I just got a phone call tonight telling me, hey, uh, that policy was rejected. So, you know, I basically have no policies, but I'm not letting any of this get me down. You know, I'm still, I told him, I was like, you know what, then if I can't do life and health, these aren't something, then I'm going to go get my my uh, licenses, take all these mm-hmm. tests. I'm going to go into investments and I'm going to focus on that. Okay. And, you know, okay. and I, uh, you know. I've got COVID too, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing all this at the same time. Man. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your time frame on that? So, you, so basically, you're an entrepreneur now, your own business, mm-hmm. or are you working for somebody? I'm working for so I'm working for Western and Southern. Okay. Um, it's a Fortune 500 company, and not a lot of people have heard of them. But by looking around February, end of February probably early March, I'll be fully registered. So I'll be able to do 401ks, investments, annuities, um, basically whatever you want, I can do it for you. So I can get you that money. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So then what it, now what also on the side, because obviously you've got your other eye kind of looking at potential laws or anything. Are you going to dabble in any of the CBD stuff since that's kind of legal around here? Or are you just waiting for the big timers and then figuring out from there? I'm gonna wait for the big timers, man. CBD is a whole nother field, okay. and you've got people who uh, who have already basically got that field locked down. So I'm just gonna wait for the big times and uh, yeah. do what I do. Okay. Then what is what is your steps like? Let's say in two years they legalize cannabis here in North Carolina. What's your what's your game plan? You've drawn up in the notebook on scaling that up so you can then be a, a big player in the game so what i've done is i've already reached out to some of my friends out west um my biggest competition and i've talked to them and i've told them you know hey look i'm not trying to compete with you guys um so basically i got a call back from the big guy um he runs the cookies uh it's a rapper named burner and he basically told me that, hey, look, I'm not trying to mess with any small businesses. You know, I love people that try to grow up on their own, you know, and you've got that fire, that motivation. So I've got people that were, are willing to supply me with products while at the same time I'm making my own and make my own name. And also at the same time, keeping an eye on legislation, um, following the rules. I'm keeping up with my political contacts and making sure that, you know, everything I do, I'm going to be step in step, you know, it's going to be legal or, you know, I'm not going to cross that line because I've seen what happens when you do and they, they come after you pretty hard. So, uh, that's basically my plan is to, you know, and get more and more involved with, you know, 
really it's going to involve the creation of a board here in North Carolina and how they do that is really what steps I've gotten. So, you know, if they decide to treat it like an ABC store and hey, it's going to be kind of government owned a little bit, you know, I've got a plan for that. If they decide to build a canvas board like they did in California, I've planned for that. If they hopefully let us all go for a free for all, I've got a plan for that too. So it's uh, basically now I'm just, you know, there's some that I, I'm trying to cover my bases at all ends, basically. And, uh, man, like you said, like the note, that's funny, you know, I have a notebook because this thing <laughs> is about like huge and it's got, you know, steps and that, hey, if this doesn't work out, we're going to this and then we're going to this. Um, but, I mean, it's pretty much laid out. Uh, I'll say if you, uh, I haven't been able to post my extracts because, you know, I can't really do it in North Carolina. Um, but if you go to at Matt Wax Extract on Instagram, um, you can see some of my work and where I was at in California while I was doing that and stuff. Okay. So, but I feel like I've just been talking the whole fucking time, guys. Like, I don't, I don't know, even know what the fuck's good. up with y'all guys. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Man, we brought you I, I, on, man. We talk all the time, yes, so we had to bring you on to get your story. And, and I and I got one question, just just a yeah, follow man. up. Like, okay, from and, and Jacob gave like a timeline perspective, but obviously you're you have your eyes on a little bit more. What's your timeline on kind of where you see things going here in North Carolina? Like, when it will be legal? Because, like I said, was it Virginia just legalized? It was mm-hmm. late last year. Um, and they can't yeah. <laughs> so like like what what are your thoughts on that or, and, and like with Virginia already being legalized have you thought about saying hey listen I can still do my 401k and do all of my investments do all that work but still can I dabble in because I mean Wilmington is it's not a hop and skip to Virginia but I mean you can you can get there you know, mm-hmm. so like, have you have you really kind of thought about that or anything like that, or is it just like wait and see? And and like I said, if you have a timeline on when North Carolina could be, if it could be a year, it could be six months, it could be six years, it could be ten years. Like, you know, what you what are you thinking? I know it's not ten years, but <laughs> well, actually, man, um, you're not far off. So Virginia has legalized it, but. The legislation and process basically states you cannot sell whatsoever. So you've got legal weed that pretty much only uh, 1% of the population in Virginia can buy, and it's all regulated by the government. So they're working on laws to basically do the same thing, maybe open up a medical. So that's the next step uh, normally is they open up to medical patients, and then people are able to open up their own dispensaries as long as they are opening it up for medicinal purposes and selling to people with medical licenses. And that's going to take – thats it's all, man, a very, very tricky road because you're still dealing with a scheduled substance. I just read that they knocked it down to a Schedule 3, but still any sort of scheduled substance is going to be hard to work with. So – Virginia's probably got about another one to two years about, you know, getting everything into place. And then probably another, I would say, around that time, then you'll start seeing, because they've already built the places, then you'll start seeing the sales and you'll start seeing the people going and buying. And I have thought about that. And um, that really, to me, would be about going up there and seeing who the players are and what businesses are there already, um, you know, and and seeing how it kind of works because I have basically given my advice to the people I know here. And as for a timeline for North Carolina, (laughs) I think we're going to be about, I'm giving it about probably three to four years. Unless there's a federal legalization, um, then that would change everything. That would basically cut all the lines and that would cut it down to a year 
and you would pretty much see me about the happiest motherfucker you'd ever, <laughs> ever seen in, in life. Uh, so that's, yeah. Um, but if it takes, you know, states too, they get their choice, you know. But if it's federally legal, then that means there's ways to get it. You know, you can sell, and it doesn't matter. Uh, the state might turn around and say, hey, we can't sell in this area. Well, that's fine. You can go to this area and sell. Mm-hmm. Somebody is going to want those taxes. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to go ahead and open up that space for it. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm really hoping for federal legalization, man. Um, I don't know how the new uh, presidential election is going to go in 2024. But wherever it is, I hope, you know, he likes you know, cannabis. It it really is wild to me to think like if the government's just realized how much they could make off of taxes and how many, you know, roads and shit, they always complain about not having enough money when it's like, you look at how much they tax everything else and it's sitting right there and so much can be done with it. And it's just amazing. I mean, like I said, so, you know, you're like, we've talked about in the South, you know, it's the Bible belt. So everything moves slower when it comes to some of that stuff. You know, but as you brought to a good point, you know, with how good tobacco did down here, I'm sure that the soil and everything, you could yes. have it. I mean, it would, like, as Matt was pointing to, like, it's here. It's, it's a, you know, it's there. And how bad we know tobacco is on your body. And, you know, marijuana, there's still a lot of different things. Cannabis, there is, with every drug, there's positives and there's negatives, right? Not everything's yeah. going to completely be a great for mm. you. So, but if you look at it and you look at alcohol, I mean, again, how could you, you sit there and have alcohol be legal with the negative effects it has without not even looking at potentially doing something that can help some people in certain situations? And if you like, you're using it recreationally, as always, anything in moderation, you know, sometimes in excess is a little fun here and there, but that's just how it goes. So I, it, it would be interesting, and I just it does, it does amaze me how the government hasn't seen that potential and been like, yeah, let's do it. Just tax the shit out of it and we can make some profit. And I mean, yeah. I have one more question. Um, now I know everybody knows this person that I'm getting ready to ask Matt about. Um, I can't remember when he moved out to California, but when or where he moved out to California, but did you ever meet up with, uh, Chris Lucci out there? No, I didn't know he was out there. Mm. So he I, he moved out there. Then they, I think he's in Colorado now. But he was out there for what three, four years, Jake. Uh, he did he like a weed. Does he follow that? Because I mean, he went from California to Denver. You know, yeah. Denver is <laughs> yeah. Like, is that what he? Well, he did. I mean, we had him on the pod. What like right in the middle of the COVID times? Yeah. Um, and he told us because he actually. He went on, Matt. I'm, yeah, I was. It sounds like you don't know, but he went on like a big self-discovery road trip across the country, and he yeah. actually stopped by our house here before he left. He literally left from here and, and started driving out west and was stopping at different places. But uh, yeah, he was in California. He he went through the whole scenario on that pod. I can't remember what episode it was. Jeez, you might have to look it up. But yeah, he broke it all down, and he he was in California. Yeah. I don't know if he was in there at the same time you were. I would have to match up years and stuff. But he was yeah. up and down the coast, and then he went uh, he went back, and now he is, I think, in Denver, Colorado, uh, working here and there and, and doing some stuff. But no, I I, I didn't know that. Um, I will say there, uh, Eric Fowler. You might remember yeah. him, Skinny. Yeah. He was there. Okay. Um, we kind of met up a few times. Uh, Zach Chikowski, he yeah. was down there doing um, political uh, – uh, he was, I guess, working for – He's doing campaigning uh, stuff, right? Campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, we talk, I talked with him and stuff. It was amazing because I, you know, I, I'd just be on there and I'd hear somebody be like, "Oh yeah, I, I'm out here too." Yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, awesome, man. Like, let's let's meet up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know about Chris Lucci. It'd been nice to know. Um, yeah. kind of like kind of what you touched on. Um, that I drove out there too, and I made a mistake. I looked at the map and it said, you know, it takes, you know, 48 hours and, you know, some change to you know get to your location i didn't realize that was straight driving <laughs> and uh, yeah so i kind of i kind of just took off and then i was like 
Well, damn, this is taking a lot longer than I was supposed to. But I will say it was a uh, it was a nice drive, man. It, uh, except for Arizona, that that was the most boring fucking place I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a story. I was actually speeding, um, and a cop pulled me over, and he asked me, he's like, you know, where are you going? You know, he saw my license. He goes, North Carolina. He goes, where are you going? I said, well, I'm heading out to California. And he said, well, why are you speeding? I said, because I'm trying to get the fuck out of your state. <laughs> he told and I thought, man, I'm fucked. I just said that. And uh, he actually laughed. He came back, told me, handed me a warning and said, just slow down. He said, all right, good luck in California. Nice. <laughs> so, man. yeah, so that drive, I mean, so how long did it actually take you then? It took me a week. A week, okay. Yeah, I actually, okay. Stopped, I actually did stop in Colorado. I kind of went up 40 <laughs> and uh, yeah. stopped in Colorado, and I kind of went back came down. down. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it really is. It's uh it's a long trip, but it really, it, you know, you see some sights. You see, you know, I would stop sometimes and I would see, you know, these huge dust devils, you know, right outside of Alabama. You know, um, that was amazing. Seeing the Mississippi for the first time, that was amazing. Um, it really is something that, you know, if you've never done before, um, one, make sure you have a comfortable car. <laughs> and two, make sure you got something to keep yourself occupied because, yeah. you know, a lot of that driving's just a lot of nothingness at times. But it is something I do suggest. Like, if, if you kind of want to learn about yourself and, you know, you want to go see some cool things, just go, just drive cross country. Yeah. And uh, you'll find some places like uh, random places where, you know, these hotels exist where, you know, celebrities have stayed and I've, I've never heard of these places before. And, you know, modern, you know, not on Instagram, nothing. And, uh, it was pretty cool. I will say that. And just mm -hmm. to kind of go back, Jake, cause I want to touch on something, what you said about the taxes. Um, yeah, that really, that's the biggest thing for me is why are we not, why are we complaining about, you know, hey, funding's going down, we can't do this, and we have a billion dollar, and that's per state, Yeah. I mean, billion dollars that we can tax and get the money out of, and, you know, you know what you can do with that? Yeah. And it's just sitting there because nobody wants to be the first person to stand up and go, hey, um, you know. I think we could, because he's probably going to lose his seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, yeah, and, and that's also one of those things, you, you know, and we don't ever really dive into too much politics, but when you start maybe wanting to put a cap of or age cap on some of these politicians, because if you got people like us at our age, you know, late 20s, mid 30s, early 40s, and even early 50s who kind of grew up with it when it wasn't as taboo per se and have some new ideas... Yeah. Or if you got these decrepit 80, 90, 70 year olds who are just stuck in their ways and don't want to change anything, that kind of hurts everybody, right? Because if there's no forward thinking, they're just kind of thinking about their next meal and that's about it. Or if they're going to live for another year and they're trying to keep their seat and their belly full now instead of thinking about the future. And, you know, that's just kind of the whole thing, too, is just if we can get some, some more people our age and more, you know, you know, forward thinking, it might help along the way, but that's a whole nother, you know, politics, yeah, corrupt yeah, shenanigans to get all into yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, no, it, it's definitely, you know, you brought up driving. We, we did a, a trip up to Wisconsin. My buddy Nate got married and we drove up there, my parents, myself, Jerry and our kid and my sister. And it is pretty cool just driving through different States and just seeing different things and hitting different places and, I mean, it's definitely on the bucket list. One of those, you know, if you ever hit the lottery, just get an RV and travel the country because, you know, it's it's so hard to think about those things now when you got jobs and you're paying for stuff. And like, damn, I can't take mm -hmm. off three months just to go do this. But, I mean, the, <laughs> no. the feeling of vacation and, and just kind of doing whatever you want to do is an awesome feeling anyway, right? Like, that first... It really is. That first, like, best. day of vacation, you're just like, I ain't got to work for a week. And it's, it's fantastic, you know, so... Yeah. Even sometimes, like, I uprooted my entire life. I left everything I knew. Um, everybody was like, you're absolutely crazy. Yeah. And you know what? I would go and I would do it again. Yeah. It was the most freeing experience. It was 
one of the best. It was the most introspective. I learned pretty much a lot about myself just doing that and then living and, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do. You know, at the time, Jacob, you know, you know how I was, man. I was a little lost. I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I was kind of floating here and there. And it really made me become somebody. And I had to figure out, like, well, this is it now. Yeah. I can either sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And that feeling, too, once you realize what, what you're capable of and what everybody's capable of, you know, and what you can endure just if you try and you believe in yourself and stuff, it's, it's really an amazing thing. And uh, I don't think a lot of people, you know, they get set and they get comfortable in their ways. But, you know, everybody is capable of doing amazing things. As long as you go out and attempt it, I promise you there will be people that, you know, I can't promise everywhere. But, you know, there will be most, <laughs> yeah. some of, the, most of the time people will try to help you. And uh, that's actually my plan is to kind of encourage that later on. Um, if I, you know, I, I call it my empire and I promise you, I will build this empire. And, uh, uh, they used to joke and call me Walter White out there, um, <laughs> but, uh, there you go. yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to help people with that. You know, if, if, yeah, I, I don't want people to be struggling, not knowing what they're doing, you know, or kind of just in between. But if you show me ambition, you show me hey, I, I want a job or I want to learn something or, you know, I'm going to help you out. And if it's, you know, you want to you want to be, have a job in my industry, sure. I'll help you out there. If not, I'll help you out. If I know other people that you want to go through, I'll help you out. Just show me the ambition of that you yeah. want to do something. You want to achieve your dreams, I'm going to be right there and I'm going to help you out. Right. There you go. Nice. Chris Lucci was on August 18th of 2020, episode 212. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, almost. almost okay. Yeah, I just been, yeah, you, I missed him. Yeah. So. Okay. G's being very detailed. Look at G's finally, finally getting to the Google on time and actually yeah. finding something. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, Duval, you got any other questions up the bag? No, I, 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 I'm really just... Uh, I'm really just looking forward to just hearing what's next. I mean, I know it. it, it I know how tough it was just to kind of just put you. You kind of technically put all your eggs in that one basket, and and for it to kind of go that way, you still got so much positivity to speak volumes to you. And just what's next for you? I really hope that North Carolina doesn't wait three, four, five. Years. <laughs> that, I, 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 I hope that is so. And, 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 and you're able to kind of really, because obviously that's clearly what you love. I mean, you went all the way out there, and, and I don't even know if that was what you wanted to do in the first place, but now you've grown to do it. And I think that, like, kind of just having your career now um, and then having that on the side until it becomes your career is just amazing. And like I said, I just hate that you got to wait so long. That's why I kind of threw out that, hey, man, you know, Virginia's around the corner. <laughs> but like I said, there, there, it's it's – I understand there's so many laws, there's still so many limitations that you gotta have and it's and and then, you know, it's a money game. Like, you know, whoever's got the most money is really what's gonna dictate a lot of that shit. And it's just like, you know, you do everything you can and they're like, Oh yeah, well, you'd have had this much more money, you would have kinda like you spoke to, like I I would have had this opportunity. You know, but it, it you know, it, it experience unfortunately experience is the best teacher. It's just sad you gotta go through the lesson. Yeah. To get the experience. You know, just, so. That was the most expensive lesson I ever yeah. had. <laughs> hey, man, that, that one hurt. That's a stinger right there, man. 80 <laughs> yeah, G's is a stinger, that's, boy. Yeah, yeah. That's one you would tell your kids, the grandkids. You're like, yeah, man, listen. <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. So, yeah. I use that sometimes in my financial you know, pitches. I'm like, yeah, for small businesses, I, I used to have one, and mm-hmm. I lost it. And I, I don't really go too much on from there, but if they push it, I tell them. Like yeah, I pretty much spent eighty grand and lost it all. And, wow! <laughs> but you know, but you would you would do it all over again. And you said it, you would do it all over again. If, if even if you knew the outcome, I think it was just the 
I think a part of it was just the challenge of you trying to actually do something that you really are passionate about and something that you really love. And it just hates that somebody, like I said, I, 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 I hate that for you. Like, cause I'm pissed. Cause I'm like, man, shit. Well, in my mind, I'm like, well, damn. Okay. You took 80. At least give him 60 back. Like, yeah. You really yeah. need to take all of the 80. Yeah, back. right. Give him 60 back. Like, yeah. okay. You could have been like, okay, well, this is your deposit for a client. Yeah. But everything else, okay, if you don't get through, hey, we're going to reimburse you this. Like, something. Like, that's, to me, like, that's 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 highway robbery. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the so, government works, man. Yeah. That, I, yeah, I, I, I say know, that's, I that, know, that, I know. there yeah. ain't no deposits. There's no getting nothing back. Yeah. Damn. So, so yeah, man. Well, Thanks, man. I appreciate bef- that. Before yeah. we, well, he kind of is starting again, hopefully getting it here in North Carolina. So, again, his, his oh, whole... Yeah. If he, would he do it again? He's proven that point right now, trying to do yeah. it again here. So, but before Every we, I hope, all I, hope around, you guys. Triple, I hope you double, triple, quadruple, all of that, just so that you don't even have to think about to say, okay, listen, this is the price I paid, but listen, this is the blessing that I got five, six, seven years from now. I never thought I would have gotten this in California, and now because yeah. I was on the grassroots here in North Carolina, in my city, in my state, like, and now I've made X amount. Two, three, four million, and it's like you know what? Mm-hmm. It was worth it. No, I'm gonna go build the shop right back in California. Just <laughs> so <laughs> <that> you know. <laughs> so, before we get into the the notebook question, Matt, I want to know. I want to see if you remember the last time I did reach out to you when you were still in Wilmington. Uh I do not, man. Because the only reason bad times. the only reason I remember it is because when you messaged me a couple a month or so ago, it popped up in like the messenger chat, and it was when I we were out in Wilmington for a wedding, and I had hit you up, and I was like, "Hey, me and Jaren are in town for a wedding," and you were like, "Oh, I just saw this," and I, and then I think you were probably just busy or whatever, and we never actually linked up because I remember that wedding we were at, and we were going. Uh, through downtown and hitting some spots, all that kind of stuff. But it was in 2016. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Man. Yeah, and then you said, hey, we're still in Wilmington. And I didn't get back to you. That's <laughs> 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 my bad, man. Yeah, I would have loved, like, hey, if you guys ever come through Wilmington, yeah, hit me up. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, back then. Things were a little bit crazy, but hey. uh, I mean, now I'm connected. I'm trying to connect back with everybody and yeah, uh, at least everybody I can. Yeah, you man. Know? Yep. And uh, it's great. You know, Jacob, you're my boy, dude. I love seeing you again. I like the beard, man. Appreciate I like the appreciate podcast. It. So, and, uh, so, yeah, now we'll dive into our uh, Beers Wash Notebook. We haven't really done Wine Under the Bridge slash. Was it warehouse distillery notebook questions, all that yeah. good stuff? But yeah, so Matt, you go through our Google Doc there. It's not really a notebook anymore. This is the Google Doc. We do a lot of zooms every now and then. We do a pod here in the basement. You pick a question that hasn't been asked. It's one of those ones that hasn't been highlighted. If there's a name next to it, read the name because we got people from all different years that have put oh, yeah. questions in there and all that stuff. If you see two you like, you can fire away with two. You know, kind of no rules there. Uh, but as you're doing that, I think I'll go through. Oh, survive! Our Survivor Fantasy game does start March 1st, Duval. Make sure you yeah, get like ready you for that. Yeah. We'll probably do the podcast either that Sunday night, Monday night, or Tuesday night. I got to figure out my work schedule if we got a basketball game, if we got all that kind of stuff. But I'll let you guys know soon on cool. that one. Um, we'll just do it sometime before Wednesday. We actually will do one this time. House of Dragons took over last time when we did it, but. I think, what was that? Also, let's look at the top 10. All favorites is going to pull out the pick this year. <clears throat> so let's see. The the top 10 standings, all favorites first. I'm that bear. I think it's Caleb Smith second. I'm third. Travis Gore's fourth. Duvall, you're fifth. Caleb Ooh. Davis is sixth. Jacob Berea's seventh. Levi's eighth. Eddie Hutto's ninth, who was last year's winner. And Brittany is 10th. So we'll see how it all shakes up after the Super Bowl. We'll get our Super Bowl picks in too as well just because the games this week, so we might as well throw. I know we picked them 
last week as well, but we'll let Matt throw his in and we'll reiterate ours in case anybody's changed, the lines have changed and all that kind of stuff. So, But that's my only housekeeping shenanigans I got. We won't do a pod next week because it is Valentine's Day. I figured people might be with whoever they need to be with and just kind of keep it open, all that kind of stuff, but try to get one the following week, and then after that it'll be uh, Survivor. So we'll, mm, we'll see yeah, how it goes. Okay. Do you find your right. one yet, Matt? Yeah, I got two of them. All right. So I'm going to go with the first one, and this is by Anonymous, but who has always made you laugh? And I was thinking about this the other day. Cody fucking Carpenter, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I still remember that time we got him that gallon of milk, and he swore he could drink a gallon of milk in an hour. And I just that's a lot of milk. Yeah, that's a lot of milk. It was the, I still to this day, man, I cannot think of it without laughing my ass off. <laughs> So it's real. He was so determined too. It's real funny you brought that up because, in a weird, twisted way, he's been on the podcast twice now. Um, and if you do a quick Google to figure out what episodes, but this is gonna—I'm gonna try to say this with, as gingerly as possible. The last time he was on the pod, Duvall remembers it. Geez, were you on? He was uh, He was. He oh, was. Yes. He was drunk. Like I mean, yeah. like now, now I'm not gonna, I'm not here to judge because we've done podcasts when we were pretty sauced up too. But he, yeah. he, that was the drunkest I've seen somebody on a podcast in years. And the weirdest thing is, lit, like he said a lot of crazy shit during that podcast, and it was just like, oh, like I hadn't been taken aback in a while. And literally, like a week later, he went sober. And I don't know if like he had like a rem- like a record like when he went back and listened to it and realized how embarrassed he sounded because I mean he just talked about a lot of crazy like it was like yeah. one of those things where oh, when you you know when you're really you're just really too far gone you hope nobody's recording you because you just saying some thing <laughs> well he was getting recorded <laughs> and he knew about it it wasn't some like unsolicited cell phone <laughs> in the in the corner recording what you're saying kind of uh, trap he, he trapped himself on some of that stuff but I so mean the he last seemed- one. The last one he was on was uh, January 18th of 22. Okay. Episode 275. So that was last was the year. the last one. And I think that was the one that he was drunk on, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, he was, was on that one. Because he, he had reached out to me because he wanted to start talking about, he, he's do, he was doing that photo, this photo challenge to try to meet Ed Sheeran. And every day on yeah, yeah. you've seen it every day on social media. So he, I've seen that, yeah. and I was like, sure, if you want to talk about it, I'll, we'll talk about it and we'll chop it up. I didn't expect yeah. him to like. He had went to like Taco Tuesday at his local uh, taco spot yeah. and had like six margaritas and then had like three tall boys, and it was it was wild. If you if you talk about needing a good yeah. laugh, go listen to that episode. He was he was on. <laughs> it was yeah. it was a wild one. It was a wild one. So. Who's, I've got one more. No, wait. So. We, we, we all get to answer it, though. We all get to oh, answer I'm it. Oh, my bad. But, then, but yeah. then save that second one. Somebody somebody that always makes me laugh. I mean, it have to it have to be, like, if we're going, Cody Carver's a good one, but, like, I'm thinking, like, a, a Jim Carrey, or I just got done, I finally watched Eastbound and Down, and what, Danny McBride. That motherfucker. Because yeah. it's just my kind of comedy where they just say crazy shit, like, you can't really say it out in public or in your regular working job, but that motherfucker and, and him on uh, what's it, Righteous Gemstones? Mm, that's just, oh, yeah. that's that's just good TV there. So I'll I'll say those two right there. Man, um, for me, and I think I think because he and he, he does some stand up. Um, well, I I, tell, I got two people, but the the main person that his stand ups are always classic. He always makes me laugh. And his movies is Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle yeah. doesn't have yeah. a lot of movies, but the movies that he has is always classic shit. And then his stand-ups are like, I laugh, but then it's like, yo, should I laugh? Like, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I feel bad after I laugh. But I was like, but I did laugh, so it's kind of too late for me to take, take it back. Let's take it back. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. And, and uh, I'm well, two of us know him one here. Somebody else, and you all know Derek. Derek oh, Yuri? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yuri, Yuri is hilarious. He's always got a story to make you laugh. 
But, yeah. but Jeez, what you got? Uh, the first one that came to my mind was um, the Joe Coy. He's the Filipino uh, comedian. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, he's yeah he's uh, he. I mean, I watch I watch his stand up and any clip that he is in, it's it's just hilarious. And then the other one was uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Man, how I know Jesus yeah. gonna say that shit? I, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I was I, sitting I, here. I, I hadn't watched his last stand up in Dodger Stadium, but I need to. I was legit so, as Jesus as Jesus was saying that first name. I was like, if he doesn't say Old Glacius, I'm like, I, he's about to. I know he's fucking about to, and yeah. you hit it right on the fucking head. I was like, nah, I've, seen, I've seen all this stand up. And, I mean, <laughs> if he if he comes to Charlotte, I'd probably I'd probably want I'd probably go see him. Um, but yeah, he's he's hilarious. Nice. All right, what's the second question you got? All right, so, um. If you had five minutes left to live and you were able to make out one phone call, who you would call? Man, Zach West, come on, man. All right, if you have five minutes left to live and you were able to make one phone call, who would you call and what would you say? Damn, I mean, this is pretty easy for me. I'd probably have to go with my two sons. I'm going to group them together on that one and... I mean, if you have five minutes, you obviously just tell them everything's going to be all right and they'll be good and all that stuff. Yeah. Matt, Matt over here ended us on a sappy question over here. We yeah, went from laughing yeah, to yeah. death, but that's I, like the whole two different, the whole, like, the whole, those sad faces. The, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I, that's, that's probably what I, the two people I would call on that and, one. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with, um, I'm sorry, man, I forgot your name again. Jeeves. Um, not Jeeves. Duvall. Oh, Duvall. Oh, Duvall, Duvall, Duvall. 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 So I'm gonna call Duvall and I'm gonna say, "Is Wayne Brady gonna have to smack a bitch?" That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now you got me wanting to watch the Pell Show. That's a good one. Jeez, what's that? I didn't mean to take that in the sappy direction, man. Come on. I know you guys got. Uh, maybe it's because I'm still single. I got family. I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to go like Jake did. Like if I, if, if I had kids at the time, I'd have to call the kids or. But you call don't have the kids spouse. at the time. You don't have kids or a spouse at that time. So like, who would it be if it was tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yeah. It's not, jeez. We're not going to want it. I understand that. We don't want you to kick a bucket. Yeah, we don't want you to kick a bucket. We don't want that to happen. But you can't Uh, call hypothetical people since you don't necessarily have any biological kids and you're not married yet kind of thing. True. I'd probably probably, say my mom. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, me. I'd call... Parents are always fucking together. So I'd call my parents, and I, I, I would try and screen in my fucking grandparents, but it'd be kind of hard because, you know, they're not good with technology. Yeah. So, like, I'd have five minutes, so I'd, I'd try and cross-call both of them. Um, that'd, be my, that'd be my last call. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where I'm at. This has been Duvall's last eight months of uh, giving everybody their flowers, I joked with him. I, 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 I joked with him because he had his he had his Christmas party and uh, he he brought he little legit brought out his grandparents and had gave them flowers and stuff like that. A great fantastic gesture, obviously for your grandparents because we all know they're older and you know as we talked about, time is a ticking talk. I mean that's just what it is. But I get it. Duvall's getting a little sappier as he's getting older. Year thirty four, the end of year thirty three. So it's, it's very interesting to see. But I get it. And then I'll add to it, man. And then you know I'll let you get back. So like, so like, my, my dad was kind of messed up with because like you know, like for for Christmas I always you know we always go to the game together. But this for for his birthday, his birthday is in November. I actually got him flowers, so I got him like other gifts. But like I did, I told him I was like, man, listen, man, it's sad that like males never get flowers until their funeral. So like I wanted to give them to you now, and he was just like. Yeah, you had him fucked up, didn't you? He did. Yeah, you had him fucked up. That—that's some deep. 
Yeah, but my mom, my mom was like, I got a dish for you, and I'll put them in here. Like, yeah. and my mom put them in there, and she cut them and all that shit. But, like, it was just like, I was like, I, I thought about it. Like, and y'all, like, I, I try to buy flowers for myself sometimes because, like, man, like, we never, we never get them. Until it's too late. Yeah. yeah. You know, women I get, get flowers all the time, guys. <laughs> Just ask me. Yes. I'll get them for you. Hey, 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 hey. That's a, that's a different level of, of, of greenery. That's a different level. But I, I, see, I see where you're going. But yeah, man, that's, that's where I'm at. Bro. That's good, man. That's, I like yeah, that. Oh. Yeah. All right. I, was, I think that's a, a solid way to uh, anybody got any... Final thoughts? Final questions? No, I just appreciate you guys having me on here. And uh, yeah, if you guys know anybody that needs um, some investments done or anything like that in the meantime, I know a lot of people don't think that, you know, uh, people who smoke. And, um, you know, I've really, not from my time in California at the time now, it's, you know, night and day. I, I, I can't stand this North Carolina shitty weed. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I can do it for you, and uh, right now, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to helping people out financially, um, so if you know somebody or, you know, you need something yourself, just give me a shout out, um, you can call me, uh, give out my number, uh, it's 910-617-6154, and I'd be happy to help you in any financial situation. And uh, I will say, check me out again on uh, at Matt Wax Extract on Instagram. And uh, I really appreciate you guys having me and letting me speak today oh, yeah. and uh, tell you about everything. So, and it's good catching up, Jacob. And yeah, man. Duval, Jeeves. Yeah, I wish. You guys. So, yeah, man. It's that's been, it for me. It's, yeah, it's, it's good to have you on. Glad to hear from you after many years, many moons, but. As always, that's why we kind of did this podcast. And glad the the one positive I've said it for the past couple of years that came out of COVID was us reaching out and doing more pods on Zoom, where we can get people who like you, you couldn't drive down on a a Tuesday night to come to a podcast in the basement. So this kind of opened us up to hey, let's do these Zooms so we can get more people on and do different things. So it's definitely good to have you on. As always, you know, stick around a little bit afterwards so I can grab a screen grab for all the social media posts that we do for the next week. But other than that, yeah, uh, Jeebs, how do we end the pod? Peace.